Welcome to another edition of Park Talk Podcast, the official podcast of the Naperville Park District. Welcome to another episode of Park Talk Podcast and our 2022 State of the Park District series that explores 2021 accomplishments and plans for this year. For this segment, I'm pleased to welcome back longtime guests, Eric Schutz, our Director of Planning, and Brad Wilson, who served as the Director of Recreation and Facilities until recently when he was promoted to the role of Executive Director. Eric and Brad, welcome back to the podcast studios. Thank you very much. Thank you. Glad to have you here. And Brad, congratulations on your promotion. That's very very exciting. Thank you. Nice to have you here in a little different capacity than before. Absolutely. So this episode is really one of the meat and potatoes of our seven-episode podcast series. And it's always helpful to take a look back at the prior year and then, of course, look ahead to what's coming for the district because there's always something coming. Like virtually any other year, I would say that the Naperville Park District has a lot on its plate. And keeping in mind that this year's podcast, the theme of rebuilding and renewing, I'd like to take a brief look back at 2021 and then explore what's planned for 2022. So although we had hoped for something better, and Brad, I'm going to direct this question to you. Um, and I feel like I said this last year. Didn't I start with this, although we hope for something better? I, I think you did. Yeah, unfortunately. That's- well, 2021 proved to be yet another challenging year for us, no thanks to COVID. Um, However, the district was able to expand its operations compared to the previous year, which was a positive thing. From a broader operational perspective, Brad, can you talk about how the district fared last year? Sure. You know, overall, the district fared very well. Uh, When you consider the challenges, uh, the various restrictions that uh, we continued to operate under throughout the year, Uh, One of the goals for the district in 2021 was to resume our operations at uh, facilities throughout the district that had not been able to open in 2020 due to the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Uh, That being Centennial Beach, Arnachnoll's Nature Center, the Riverwalk Cafe. And we were successful in being able to to open all of those facilities. And what we saw was uh, actually a a tremendous response from the community uh, who came back out to those facilities uh, in some very high numbers, especially with uh, Centennial Beach and some of the programs that we hold uh, hold there. Um, so really, it was a, a great start to, to, to getting back to somewhat normal with the recreation that we offer within the, the community. Uh, overall, our programs uh, that we offer through the district, we achieved 87% of the participation in 2019, which, um, again, that's a... a that's excellent, that's considering... A, yeah. Absolutely. And especially considering that when we look back at winter 2021, mm-hmm. uh, there were a number of programs that were not able to operate just because of uh, the restrictions at the time. Sure. I mean, 2021 sure was decidedly different than the previous year. So it's it nice that we did see some growth and some return to normalcy, even yeah. though we we still have a ways to go. Yeah. And and we look forward to continuing to, to return and, and you know, kudos to, to staff throughout the organization um, who really have stepped up over the last couple of years mm-hmm. um, to provide the, the recreation, the programs and the services that uh, the community depends on. Absolutely. It's a great testament to the staff that we have and their commitment to the mm-hmm. district and the community. Yeah. So a couple of bright spots, in, in addition to what you just talked about, because of course last year was was definitely better than the previous year, um, included the official opening of one of the district's most popular parks and the renewal of our national accreditation status. Brad, can you explain why both of these accomplishments were significant? Sure. Wolf's Crossing Community Park, to, to begin with that, uh, is just a wonderful addition to the community. It is. Uh, very popular uh, among residents uh, once we were able to, to open it. A lot of unique aspects to that park with our splash pad, a large playground, trails, uh, courts. Sled Hill this year, too. Sled Hill. Yep. 
uh, and, and the district's first challenge course uh, mm-hmm. that is accompanied with some some fitness equipment. Uh, really, when we look back at the opening of that park, uh, there was a, a great amount of community input that was used to develop that, uh, that really led the overall design of the park. And uh, what we see by the amount of use that it received last year uh, is that uh, the community really welcomed it and, and uh, very much enjoys what we have available. I think the timing of being able to open it during the pandemic really could not have been better right. as residents looked for those outdoor recreation opportunities. And so it was it was really nice to, to drive by and to see the amount of use that the park was getting um, once we were able to, to open it. Uh, the reaccreditation process uh, with national accreditation, you know, really that's something that illustrates that the park district continues to operate at a high level in, in the services mm-hmm. and, and programs and facilities that we provide to the community. And last year was the, the third year we actually went through an accreditation process. It was the second reaccreditation. Right. And I think, uh, you know, something to, to note is that uh, of all the standards that we have to meet, it's not typical for organizations to be able to hit 100% of those standards. And this was the third time uh, in, in all three evaluations that the district's undergone that we've been able to, uh, uh, to hit all of those standards. So again, a, a testament to uh, the organization and, and the staff in, in uh, really working at a very high level. Absolutely. Yeah, it definitely shows that staff is committed and, and dedicated mm-hmm. that accreditation, it's a very gratifying process once you're through it and you get the 100% and you feel like it's a big achievement. But it's a lot of work. A lot goes into that. And it's really across the district. It's every department kind of firing on all cylinders, getting the work done. It is a lot of work. And it's not work that just happens during the year of the the reaccreditation. It's something that is continually on our minds and, and continually something that we're working towards year in and year out. Well, that's definitely something important to note. It's it's a process. It's not mm-hmm. something that you go, oh, we're, we have to go through this process in six months and be reaccredited. Let's scramble and get it done. It's not that at right. all. It's over time, yep. making sure that you're adhering to best practices. Yeah. Yep. So as we know, the pandemic has created supply chain issues across many different manufacturing and distributing sectors. And I'm looking at you, Eric. Yes. <laughs> Which has also impacted the Park District. Can you talk a little bit about that and how supply chain has impacted our operations? Absolutely. The uh, supply chain issues and related uh, related delays um, that the uh, currently being experienced across the United States are also impacting the Naperville Park District. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is really related to manufactured uh, goods and products. Uh, and for example, our playground equipment uh, from the time that we make a purchase or submit a purchase order to the time we actually receive the equipment uh, usually range between four to eight weeks. Um, right now, we're looking at a time frame of four to eight months. Wow. And as a park district, we become very creative and we found a way to address this problem. And the way we're doing it with playground equipment, we're actually releasing purchase orders ahead of time. Uh, as the park district. Uh, so we're uncoupling that from our playground renovation uh, project process, our typical process. Uh, so that allows our staff, once the equipment is in the queue and being manufactured, that allows our staff to go ahead and bid projects, uh, receive the comp- uh, competitive bids, and present contracts to our board for consideration and approval uh, with the understanding that the contractor will be responsible to install equipment that we already placed an order on. Mm-hmm. And by doing that, that saves us one to two months with respect to project timelines. That's great. And I love the creativity that we're able to kind of interject at the Park District, and especially during COVID times. I've seen a lot of those kinds of things happening, so that's great. Absolutely. Kudos to you. And I know that... <laughs> 
we weren't able to uh, complete some of the playgrounds last year, so we've got several that are potentially stacked up for this year for uh, playground ribbon cuttings. Absolutely. Yeah, we have uh, actually two uh, playgrounds that we had to, had to um, shift from uh, 2021 to 2022 at Frontier Sports Complex in Kings Hill Park. Um, but like you said, Sam, we're really excited to host those ribbon cuttings this year, along with in, later on in the podcast, we'll talk about um, you know, all kinds of new projects planned for this year as well. Absolutely. Sounds great. Let's jump to 2022 at this point, which hopefully will be a much better year. And I feel like I've said that before. <laughs> Eric, there are several smaller park projects planned for this year, in addition to some significant golf course renovations, which I know we're also talking with Kevin Carlson later on with golf, um, and a new addition designed for teens and adults coming to Frontier Sports Complex. Still a lot in the mix and a lot to be excited for. Can you explain a little bit more about what's planned and how supply chain issues will impact some of those issues as well? Yes. So uh, starting with the 2022 capital budget, which is a very comprehensive uh, just well-balanced plan. And in total, uh, that plan includes over 100 capital improvement projects, initiatives, and purchases. Uh, and it involves the development of new parks and facilities, as well as the repair and replacement of existing recreational amenities and uh, support infrastructure. Uh, as we look at new uh, capital projects and new parks, we actually have two new parks planned for 2022, and we plan to kick off construction. Uh, the first is Heritage Place Park. Um, that's the former College Park site, mm -hmm. uh, which is located east of the downtown area. Through the city of Naperville's land cash dedication ordinance, we were able to receive land, and we intend to start building a new playground, uh, AD accessible pathways, uh, site furnishings, and landscaping for this park in Naperville this year. Uh, secondly, uh, we have a second new park uh, for Naper Commons Park, which will be located north of I-88. This is part of the Pulte Holmes Naper Commons development. And this park will include a new playground with rubberized uh, port-in-place surfacing, a basketball court, a central plaza area, AD accessible pathways, uh, landscaping, open turf areas, all kinds of nice amenities for the community to enjoy. Uh, in regards to repair and replacement, as mm -hmm. I, I touched on a little bit earlier, we have four playground renovations planned uh, for this year at the sites of A. George Prado Park, Eagle Park, Kendall Park, and Tallgrass Lakes. And as mentioned, uh, with the procurement process, uh, we're not really expecting any major delays or issues with supply chains because we took the proactive approach to procure that equipment early. Mm -hmm. um, also, um, as you touched on, Sam, is a Springbrook Golf Course renovation project, uh, which is a larger scale improvement plan for this year. Uh, this project includes renovations to bunkers and greens, rounds, tees, cart paths, bridges, and other features with the goal of improving course playability for all skill levels and to allow the course to remain viable in a competitive market. Uh, so this project uh, is planned for this year and to kick off in mid-July with the full golf course closure planned for uh, August 1st with the intent to reach substantial completion by the end of October. Uh, next, uh, in collaboration with the National Fitness Campaign, the Naperville Park District will be debuting a new concept in outdoor fitness later this spring with the introduction of a fitness court at Frontier Sports Complex just south of the 95th Street Community Plaza parking lot, uh, which was installed last year. Uh, this addition, which was introduced as part of the national initiative to build healthy infrastructure, 
for communities is a body weight circuit training system, something new. I know, and very I'm really excited, excited about that. District. That's cool. That features a series of full body functional fitness exercises designed for teens and adults. And that's something we hear a lot from our patrons. Mm-hmm. What is for the teens? Right. And as we all know, we have over 70 playgrounds um, to serve you know, the families and mostly the children in our community for age groups of two to five and five to 12, but what's out there for teens? And this addresses that indeed. Well, and that's why the challenge course at Wolf's Crossing was so popular too, because it really fits that demographic. Absolutely. So this is a great addition to the Naperville Park District system. And at this time, there are no major concerns with supply chain issues for these projects as well. And a great example of that, too, is with the Frontier Sports Complex Fitness Court equipment. We had a chance to procure that equipment last year uh, and during the fall season, and we're storing in our south maintenance facility in preparation of insulation this spring. If we were to, if we would have waited and purchased that equipment in spring of this year, it would have cost us another $10,000. So we saved quite a bit of money there. Already. Wow. Yep. Really smart. Well, I'm really excited about that fitness court, too. And we're currently in the process in the marketing department of bringing on sponsors And we've got a lot of interest in the community with different businesses, and I think it's going to be such a great addition. Yes, it's going to be very well received. Absolutely. I want to back up, though, to something that you were talking about earlier. So we've got two new playgrounds coming online. Does that mean we're going to go from 136 parks to 138 parks in 2022? You are absolutely correct, Wow, increasing our inventory. That's awesome. Very exciting. And then we're going to also add to our, um, our land acreage inventory uh, currently, we have just over 2,400 acres of, of mm-hmm. public open space, and it's really exciting that we not only have the infrastructure, but also the public open space to serve our community. So we're still growing. That's pretty amazing. That is, that is yeah. correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Excellent. So this year is decidedly one of renewal, rebuilding renewal, when it comes to gathering new data from the community and creating new versions of cornerstone documents like the Community Interest and Opinion Survey, Market Analysis, other, other things of that nature. Brad, can you talk about specifically what is planned and why 2022 is a good time to be refocusing the district's efforts in this regard? Yes, uh, 2022 is going to be a, a very important planning year for the Park District. Um, we are moving forward with our Community Interest and Opinion Survey. Uh, that is something that uh, we complete as an organization every three to five years, uh, mm-hmm. where we go out to our residents and conduct a statistically valid survey uh, to really gauge their interests and top needs for recreation, for programs, facilities, parks, et cetera. Uh, that information uh, is then used to be able to assist with uh, really updating our planning documents that we work from. This year with the Community in- Interest and Opinion Survey, we are also going to conduct a market analysis, uh, which is really an evaluation of our existing programs and facilities. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will look to identify gaps uh, within the community, compare that against what the resident needs are uh, for recreation, and help with planning for new ones in the, in the future. Um, so those are, are two very big projects that we will be working on uh, at the beginning of the year. When we have that information, we will then uh, move into a strategic planning uh, process, Mm -hmm. updating the district's strategic plan, setting those uh, initiatives, uh, strategic initiatives that really drive uh, the the direction of of the park district and and the programs and the projects that we are uh, going to move forward with. Um, As part of that, uh, we'll be working through the the strategic plan um, and really 
looking to identify uh, the goals then for the following year for 2023 and incorporating that into the budget process. Uh, 2022 is a good year to be able to do this. We actually delayed the community interest and opinion survey, excuse me, Mm -hmm. uh, from 2020 because of the pandemic. Uh, But now we're so far through the the pandemic, this is a good time to really gauge resident interests and needs in recreation and how those interests may have changed uh, over time. Mm Mm-hmm. Definitely. That, that's a lot. I mean, I'm kind of excited about it because I like that the whole idea of kind of resetting and getting feedback and determining what that means for the direction yeah. of the park district. And from a marketing perspective, I mean, that's information that's important to me, too, because that all kind of trickles down. And what does that mean for the marketing plan and how we promote everything? Yeah. And reach our audiences. And, and we as an organization, as, as a park district, we really value the community feedback that mm-hmm. we receive. Right. Um, that really is the foundation uh, that sets our priorities, uh, that uh, establishes the types of programs and projects that the district is, is going to move forward with in future years. So uh, it's an extremely important year uh, to, to be able to uh, gather that feedback from residents. Absolutely. I mean, we're not just sitting, you know, in a room trying to figure out what we want to do or what we think is best for the community, that community feedback to know what what our residents want. That's integral into how we provide services and facilities for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the next next question I'm going to ask to both of you, I don't know who wants to answer first, but kind of as a follow up to that previous question, how does the community benefit from us working on kind of these these internal documents? Like what what does that mean? Well, uh, as I mentioned, gathering that community feedback really uh, drives the the top priorities for the park district, mm-hmm. uh, sets the direction, and really the uh, establishes the focus on the the priorities that we're going to work towards with programs and and with facilities. Uh, and as part of that, it's also uh, we utilize the information to update our master plan, uh, which is a document that Eric can certainly speak to, uh, okay. but a very important document that we work from uh, that also sets that uh, direction for the park district. So, the community truly benefits from providing us with the feedback, and then we take that feedback, uh, we identify those top priorities for recreation, uh, and then we work as an organization to try to meet those top priorities that the community has told us that they, that they, they need. Mm-hmm. And to echo uh, Brad's thoughts, which is spot on as it relates uh, also to the uh, master plan update that we'll be working on this year. And these, all these plans and initiatives are all built in a way in order to build upon each other. And so the, and the benefit to the community is when they provide their input to, um, from or through the uh, community input and opinion survey and the uh, market analysis, as well as the goals and objectives formulated through a strategic planning process with the uh, Naperville Park District staff and board members involved, uh, that input then will help us as staff in formulating the update to the master plan but it's directly related to the input we receive to the community mm-hmm. and addressing those immediate needs. Uh, and that will really help us to ensure that the recommendations of the master plan address those needs and also ensures that we enhance the patron experience. Mm-hmm. And we're not only looking at you know certain aspects of the um, city of Naperville and the community we serve, we're looking at the entire community and as we always talk about, all ages and abilities. Right. Uh, so we're looking for mm-hmm. something for everyone. Uh, and again, this is just a really exciting planning process, starting from the very beginning, and, and which is most important, reaching out to the community. Definitely. Yeah, something to look forward to, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. So one last um, project I want to touch on 
It's pretty exciting as far as where I sit and (laughs) probably the district as a whole, but we're going to be working to develop a new website for the NaperviллeParks.org URL. And it's going to be coming later this year. But how does that project fit within the district's efforts to renew our operational initiatives and strategies? Yeah, it it is a very exciting project. Uh, The the website for the Park District is a a huge communication tool. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's one of the primary ways that we provide information to the community, that the community actually seeks information from the Park District. Um, And we've seen that actually grow as we've worked through the pandemic and we've moved to the digital program guide, uh, which has been very well received. Uh, So now is a good time as we're working through gathering the community feedback, looking to update our strategic initiatives, our planning documents, uh, to also look at this communication tool that we utilize through the the Park District Mm -hmm. and find ways that we can enhance it, that we can improve it so that the experience for our residents and customers is is even that much more improved. Uh, Really, at the end of the day, we want to have a very robust website that has a lot of information uh, available to our residents that can be uh, easily found by our community members uh, on the different programs, services, facilities that that we have available uh, within the community. Excellent. And so it sounds like with everything that we've got planned for this year, our residents really have a lot to look forward to, whether it's the thinking about or understanding what uh, the results are of the different surveys that we're doing mm-hmm. and the market analysis and providing feedback and then also the website. I mean, there's there's just a lot in the queue. They do, and, and we're certainly we're excited to, to hear from our residents uh, uh, on their, their interests and needs. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Brad and Eric, for joining me in the Park Talk podcast studio today. I appreciate your insights and hearing what's ahead for 2022 and how the work that staff will accomplish will do great things for the Park District mm-hmm. going forward. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. The Naperville Park District's mission is to provide park and recreation experiences that promote healthy lives, healthy minds, and a healthy community. Park Talk Podcast is a production of the Naperville Park District. <music>